What's up, humans? Welcome to the Human Music Podcast. I'm Luke Rain. My co-hosts are Tesco and Rip Kenny, and we're all music producers, artists, and producer coaches. This show is where we discuss all things music production and interview amazing creatives about their origins, the process, and whatever else comes up. This week is episode 115, Volunteering in Music Festivals. Your boy Luke Rain just got back from volunteering at the Any Patch of Grass Festival, aka APOG, in Northwest Washington State and has a lot of stories to tell. And the Dojo TV chat chimed in with some great advice for folks thinking about volunteering. There are lots of benefits from free festival admission to getting to be behind the scenes to the amazing community forge while helping to put on our favorite events song of the week is sam shoemaker's go you can get the links for that down below or check it out on the human music podcast song of the week spotify playlist you can support our sponsors like dojo tv where we recorded this and that's free producer live stream classes from the producer dojo sensei it's free click the link and tesco's patreon where you can check out tesco's track feedback private lessons access to his private discord and more in the weekly download where you can learn from our mentor ill gates and his private weekly group lessons for over only 20 bucks a month and there's like 300 episodes in the archive that you get instant access to also it's, it's a crazy deal and guest practices where you can learn from seth drake at the approach institute he's the best engineer we know and your first class over there is free Check out the human music thehumanmusicpodcast.com to check out our social sites and find other places we're streaming, etc. And let's, uh, let's just get into this episode. Hello, people of Earth. This is Tesco with Rip Kenny and Trap Jesus, and you're listening to the uh, Human Music Podcast. Woo! Human Music Podcast. I like it. What's up, humans? We are live. 33 minutes late because first, my internet shit the bed and just like somehow when it went down, took Zoom and Vimeo with it. And then, as soon as I got that back up and maybe working, some weird series of technical difficulties on Tesco's end happened. So where he could not hear us talk, now a whole new computer and a few restarts and a few resets of our programs computer later. Change. Yeah, whole new computer yeah. and everything. Holy shit! Yeah, and it's we're still had here. Errors. This is dedication, y'all. This is dedication. Yeah. This is how you do it. You just keep on people. pushing. And whoever's left in the chat, I salute you <laughs> for still fucking being yeah, here. Jesus Christ. Shouts out yeah, to Benani. Shouts out to Goose Tronics for dropping whips in the chat for people to listen to. Thank you so much. That too was hard. It was like fucking kind of grime, dubstep, deep dubstep, swangers. Yeah, and we got, uh, oh, hey, what's up, Hexadevi? Yeah, you're not late. You're right on time. In fact, you were early, even though you were late. And we're late. I think that was 15 minutes ago. Yeah, you know. She's a yoga instructor. She might have that namaste patience. Like, should she's, I go? Should I leave? Yeah, namaste. Let's go. Hey, she said namaste. <laughs> yeah. Punny, punny. Hey, right back, right on time. Shouts Let's out to go. Hex and Debbie. Still, still want to do a, still want to do a collab with your cello, my friend. But mm. uh, yeah. So some updates from us. I just got back from a festival. I did my first festival volunteering and my first festival workshop this weekend and also co-hosted an open mic at the festival, which is really fun. Shouts out to any patch of grass. If you guys have been listening for a while, Rip Kinney uh, got to perform at that festival last year and invited me to, uh, to come hang out with him. And uh, I met some cool people there who actually invited me to come help them run their whole area and volunteer with them this year. So that was super dope. Very fun experience. Uh, yeah. Any any questions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How was it? Good. It was super awesome. Uh, you know, 
I've always kind of, I had previously looked at volunteering at the festival, like, man, I don't know. That seems like a lot of extra work to do for just like a couple hundred bucks that I could just spend on the festival and then just have fun and not work my ass off. Right. That was my Mm -hmm. thought. But now after volunteering for a festival and getting to be on a crew with a bunch of really cool people and getting to meet a bunch of other really cool people on the other crews and getting to hang out in the festival environment a day early and a day late that were both like chiller days with less people. And like that same core of people I kept seeing where I got to like deepen those connections, Mm. make sure I like actually got people's phone numbers and like made plans to hang out and remember their name. Yeah. Remember their name, seeing them on that sober day at the end where everybody's just like packing up boxes and loading them on trucks. And, but it was cool. Like, being like especially that last day was like okay how can we help okay you two pick up this big ass thing and walk it down that trail to where the truck can get into the woods and it'll pick it up in a minute so we'd have like a cool conversation carrying the shit and a cool conversation all the way back and then get recruited into another effort and Uh so ended up being really fun and shouts out to uh, spencer tribwell friend of the podcast he was on a a few episodes back he's the one that recruited me into uh into volunteering at uh the the area was called the clarity clearing so it was like the vibey chill out section at the very end of the path in the woods down by the creek it had like a tea lounge places to like lay down on mats and carpets a bunch of cool little like altars and candles and lights and things the setup at that place is just so nice for a for a small budget festival their setup is so thoughtful yeah it's crazy i was gonna say so okay so volunteering at a festival if someone was going to who had never volunteered at a festival before what would you say to keep in mind as far as expectations and what to bring that you wouldn't normally bring or just generally how to how to be prepared for that man oh that's a really good question i'm gonna say like bring a good attitude and like and a willingness to like flow into helping people a lot because that was a definitely a big part of it was like especially like there was like multiple crews. Some people had their like very specific, like you're on parking duty from 5 PM to 10 PM on Friday or whatever. Right. Like, or you're on yada, 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 you know, you're on camping duty, making sure people are setting up their campsites close enough to each other. So we don't run out of space at this tiny festival, things like that. And then I was on a stage duty. So that's, you know, like a different vibe where it's like the, there's people that are like, higher up than me that are responsible at that stage and there's like a group of them and so just me just being there like hey i got a big smile and two hands what can i do for you to make your life easier you're the per you're the perfect person for this because a mm-hmm. you're incredibly social you never struggle in any social situation you always have something to talk about you have a radio voice so people just automatically think you're friendly oh i know and, uh, right but i'm glad i'm glad you mentioned that because that's kind of like the first thing that pops into my head is like at a festival especially if you're going to go to something larger like volunteering is an exercise in a good attitude and and working through disorganization because you're probably a volunteer working under a volunteer managing some volunteers working under another volunteer managing those people that are managing other volunteers and it doesn't always and, and people it's a festival people are seeing their friends and wandering off and it, there's going to be some 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 circles and loops and other loops that don't close at all and you're just going to have to be able to roll with it with a smile on your face and help and sounds like you did that pretty well. Yeah. And I just got to say, just glancing over at the chat, looks like everybody in the chat currently has done festival volunteering. So I would love Wait, to shout all you guys out. Like, so Benani says, can't really go to festivals or events without being a volunteer on staff or tech crew. 
Gustronic says he was filling in holes all day last week at a festival, riding on the back of a tractor with a rake and a shovel. That's oh, good. That is, You're doing the Lord's work right there. Yeah, you no, are. No, nobody oh like stumbling on whippets is going to break their ankle today because of Goosetronics. Yes. And uh, Hexadevy says she was on stage crew at S Camp in 2018. A lot of hard work. Not as fun as DJing. You know, I feel yeah. that DJing mm. is a lot of fun for me and pretty fucking easy when it comes down to it. it like is. the song's already made. All I have to do is press a button and then I have like a lot of time to make sure I press the button at the right time and spin the yeah. jog wheel and like yeah. slowly. It's it's not that hard of a thing it's, when it comes down to all the things one can do in life. And yeah, it's fun. So I feel you. But I really did get a lot out of it. Like the relationships I built were really dope. And like, I got to meet the people that run the festival, like on the last day as I was like helping load their trucks up and, you know, just like get to be a name and a face and a helper that, you know, that people will probably want back, which is dope. Cause I would definitely love to do that again. And, um, and bringing, you know, I mean, like bringing like, less of an idea of how much of a party it is going to be like until that time where your schedule dictates, you can totally go all out. Like I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and most of Sunday, I left like Sunday evening around sunset. And the only party day I actually had was Saturday, which as a person in his dirty thirties, uh, that was a good thing. Cause I'm still alive. <laughs> four days of extreme partying is not my is not my mode anymore really and i really uh you know thursday was like chill setting stuff up in the woods vibing out getting to know my crew and you know they had the kind of like chill party night because it wasn't officially the festival like early camping people had come in and all the volunteers were in <clears throat> so it's like maybe like a third of the amount of people that were going to be there and um a couple of the stages did start you know, start DJing. They didn't have all their visuals set up. It was, it was a lot like last year, Evan, you know, when we went in yeah. on Thursday and we were like walking yeah, yeah. down to the terrarium and they were still setting it up and figuring things out. And, but then somebody would like start playing some music and <clears throat> yeah. pass off the decks every once in a well, while. You set up the DJ stuff first and then you have music the whole time you're working on the rest. Exactly. Oh, and shouts out to the terrarium. They fucking up their game. Remember that cool cube thing that was next to the yeah. Crystal Grove? That shit was back. That cube was like hanging LEDs, like in. So a, Jordan in was a there doing the projection, Matt. Per, doing the projection. Yeah, I know Jordan was there because he played. Yeah, uh, Jordan. Gonna, Jordan Rance. Jordan Rance. I was yeah, gonna dude, say he's funny, he's dude. the one that I actually didn't meet him, shit. but I've known his sister for a year. What? Yeah, I know his sister Michaela. She made me a birthday cake. <laughs> That's the most random, amazing shit I've ever heard. Right? Jordan's the Jordan's the man, by the way. He's an absolute whiz. Uh, the fact that he just like bootstrap grassroots figured out all this projection mapping stuff on his own for fun, while yeah. also doing like a super high level tech job. Like, yeah, he's and, he's good. And dude. those melting trees were back. God, we talked so about cool. them last year. Okay, oh, so man. I'm just I'm gonna give you a little break from talking and explain for no other reason other than it was so cool at this basically the smaller stage, the uh, highlight for me of the entire setup was they had a projector like against like a whole 180 degrees of trees, and it was basically taking an analyzation of the environment and then placing like like what you would see if you were on mushrooms except Step it was way just more mushrooms than that. yeah right well <laughs> depends on who you are yeah i guess uh, i don't have that many visuals personally but like it literally looked like you were tripping if you were dead sober and it was the coolest shit ever because it was so realistic it was so accurate and it was all just like yeah, I figured out how to do this in my garage at home. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, so for anyone in the chat that has volunteer experience, let's get maybe where you volunteered and and, and maybe like funny story or a tidbit to add if you got any. Yeah, or, you know, recommendations for people who are mm. thinking about volunteering or want to volunteer, like why it's a good idea to volunteer. Let's Yeah, let's make this like a, a group discussion. Um 
And then, yeah, uh, so, like, to continue the story part, yeah, Thursday was, like, the chill night. I probably went to bed at, like, 1 because I had been up. I, like, <laughs> I had been in Colorado all week and, like, landed at SeaTac at, like, 1.30 in the morning on Wednesday night and then had to be at the festival at 1.30 p.m., two hours from my house on Thursday afternoon. Thank God, too, because it was, it was originally 9 a.m. call time. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know my situation. I might die. If I get there by 9 a.m. Like, <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep you informed. And then apparently a bunch of people had done a bunch of work like on Wednesday morning. And and so they got there. My friends got there Wednesday night and we're like, oh, actually, you know what? We're not going to need you as much on Thursday as we thought. Get, get there when you can. Be healthy. Um, and then, yeah, Thursday was really chill. Uh, Friday, um, I you know did some more help setting up and then I ran a workshop which was super dope called create your life I did a 20 minute version of this in March which is like kind of like you know it's like it was a lot of actually like topics that we cover in the dojo and you know weave through like setting smart goals uh, I talked about spider hounds 10 minutes a day challenge I talked about uh, doing daytime versus nighttime sessions but kind of like zoomed out from like just a music perspective mm. to like a live doing any kind of creative task and like doing a bunch of like reframes like reframing um failure as success like as a step on the road to success and instead of being super bummed out being like excited that you're learning um and reframing selfishness and selflessness in like terms of their like light and shadow like the light side of selflessness is helping other people and being nice the dark side of selflessness is like running yourself ragged, self-sacrificing, not taking care of yourself. Right. And then same thing with selfishness. The dark side we know about was people take and don't give back. But the light side is when you're doing like really good self care and taking your time away from people to do your creative things, you know? So yeah, had a lot of, had a lot of good time with that. Had a bunch of people there. Uh, and the, one of the coolest things of the whole week was just like, after doing that on the first day of the festival here in my the people in my crew like repeating those lessons back to me and to each other <laughs> and somebody would mess something up they go ah oh, damn they're like no woo, we're learning <laughs> yes that's awesome yeah it was super cool and then uh co-hosted a talent show that was really cool getting to see some of my friends uh like but at the festival there was a there's like yeah. a festival related talent huh. show or just like in general talent show like at a festival? like in general like open mic talent That's show like dope. and my my being creative workshop and why the world needs you to be creative cuz your yeah. creativity will heal the mm -hmm. world and heal you by healing the world and vice versa like led directly into this open mic talent show so most of the people who were at my thing just stuck around and a bunch of them signed up for the open mic and like so like people sang ukulele songs or acapella songs. My homegirl told a joke, which was really funny, and I could tell if y'all just want. a single joke? Yeah. I need to hear it. Okay. I need to. So a bear walks into a bar in Billings, Montana, and orders a beer. And the bartender says, We don't serve beers to bears and bars in Billings, Montana. And the bear says, Come on, man. He says, No. So he leaves. Comes back the next day, tries again. And the bartender says, sir, I told you, we don't serve beers to bears and bars in Billings, Montana. And the bar bear's like, oh, I'm getting angry. I want a beer. But he leaves. And the third day, he comes back super angry. He says, give me a beer. And the bartender says, bear, we don't serve beers to bears and bars in Billings, Montana. You must leave. Stop asking. The bear says, if you don't serve me a beer, I'm going to eat that lady at the end of the bar. And the bartender says, won't make a difference. He says, well, let's just see about that. So he goes and eats the lady at the end of the bar, comes back and says, how about now? Will you give me a beer? And the bartender says, I told you, we don't serve beers to bears and bars in Billings, Montana, especially when those bears are on drugs. And the bear says, what, what, do, you, what do you mean on drugs? And the bartender says, well... Wasn't that a bar bitch you ate? Uh, God damn it, dude. I, okay, A, I respect so immensely <laughs> how well you retold that joke after hearing it, I'm assuming, for the first time. Yeah. 
uh, like you had every line for like, it's like you practiced it. I have told that joke like four times since I heard it. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> I was just gonna say, this is, like, I know you got the radio voice, but this is just unfair. You're about to recite from memory a joke that you heard one time perfectly like you wrote it. Yeah. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> also, it was, it's so elaborate in, in its entirety. Good yeah. joke. I mean, uh, you're laughing by the time. By the time the punchline comes out, you're already laughing. So it's like, it's a hit. I really hate to be that guy, but I didn't understand the punchline. I saw your face and I didn't think so. Uh, There's a few people. Barbiturates are a a class of drugs. Class of drugs. And he ate a barbitch. A barbitch you ate. Mm. Yeah, shouts out Ah. to my homegirl, Inara Sky, for getting up and telling that joke on a mushroom come up. She was like, I'm... (laughs) Kind of on mushrooms right now, um, but I'm going to nail it. I got this. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my homegirl, Natalie, shouts out to Natalie. She got up and read a spoken word poem that was absolutely incredible, like from memory, like a long, epic spoken word poem and like really overcame some stage fright to do it. She like does a lot oh. of things. She does like singing and like leading group stuff that where she's very much in that spotlight, but like this was a new you know how you know when you're like good at doing one thing but then you switch it to another thing it's like oh shit but this thing's hard she really got over that stage right and killed it um, especially when it's something i'm assuming she wrote right like mm-hmm. she she wrote the whole thing herself yeah i mean i don't know if she sings songs that she writes either but I, like i obviously it's way different when it's your own like you could get up and sing karaoke of someone else's song I mean, yeah, the words are in front of you, but that would be like, you know, moderately hard. But there's this extra level that everyone in the chat can relate to when it's your shit and you have to get up there and present it. It's not just how did you present it, but also was your shit any good? You know, like that's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But uh, she did it. And it's funny that you mentioned the karaoke being easier because I was talking to my sibling about this exact story and they were like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. Because for me, like I can get up and do like I've done so many marching band and like band performances as a drummer and all this stuff. And like, you know, I might mess up and I just laugh it off and keep going, you know, and whatever it's no big deal but then i get up and sing karaoke in front of 20 you know he's like been like ian ian was in like marching band they were in um like the wazoo marching bands and they travel some so they'd be in like some giant stadiums full of football fans like don't make a mistake you know it's like ice in ice in their veins and then Mm. get up on karaoke in front of 20 drunk people (laughs) and like oh this is terrifying right just like context is so funny okay so two things there if it's something you're already good at like if you like if i was to go ride my mountain bike in front of twenty thousand people i'd probably be less nervous than like playing music in front of them because it's just something that's like second nature to me but singing in particular is so personal because it's you and a reflection of you and so like whether you're good at it or not, like in front of people is like this extra ingrained level of like self-consciousness, like even to the point where like, I don't know, this, this might be stupid, but like straight up just being honest, I will like just by myself in my studio. If I was like practicing singing for 10 minutes in the morning and like hit a, wrong note like really bad and sounded awful i'll like get self-conscious and be like oh god damn it you fucking suck at this it's like it's so personal that it's like it's hard not to take it like that so when you are the instrument yeah (laughs) totally so personal yeah so yeah yeah but uh so that was really awesome getting like co-host that and i like got to you know, fill some time when we were waiting for people to get ready for their thing, like tell a story or a joke. Oh, I told a joke. <laughs> what was your My joke? joke was, what be a pirate's favorite letter? R. R. I would think so, but it'd be the C. Okay. You got the pirate accent down. Thank yeah. you. Straight dripping yeah. in cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, that that went really well. And so shouts out to everybody that that put that together with me. Thanks to everybody who's there for my workshop first festival workshop in the bag it went for like an hour and 20 minutes probably holy shit really you well. talked for an hour and 20 minutes straight i mean there was a lot of like it was like a group yeah, you know and like course. it was like a circle like of us leading and, the thing yeah i let it for, for yeah minutes but i i made i was very what? um intentional about adding a shit ton of crowd participation i tried to have like crowd sure. participation like every five minutes or less and like, oh, I it was I did this fun thing with like smart goals where I like opened up the thing by telling people my smart goals, like for section one. And then one <laughs> of those was teach you what the hell is a smart goal. And so I like and then at the end of it, I was like, OK, now let's check in. Were my goals smart goals? And then did I do all of the smart goals I said at the front? And then, like, we workshopped what smart goal, like, oh, is this a smart goal? Is that a smart goal? And then, like, each section had, like, four things I was going to teach. I'm going to teach you this, 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 and a song. And then I would go through and do all of that, have all this audience participation, have them sing the song with me, you know, have them answer questions, and then at the end, check in with the smart goal. So I really nailed in those smart goals, which I think are a great way to learn. Does anybody yeah. in the chat oh, know about smart brilliant. goals? Who, who, knows the, who knows the acronym? I'll wait. All the people uh, on audio watch, listening later can just suffer. <laughs> Five minutes of silence. <laughs> what are you saying, Tesco? Man. Uh, well, I was going to answer it, but uh, we can give uh, people a sec here. Uh, I always forget some of them, but uh, super mega, yeah. I like, I like Benani's uh, vibe here. Arbitrary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, this is worth the wait. Radical. <clears throat> Ooh, is Benoni going to get that last one before Blue Smargles. Oh, yeah. Super Mega yep. Arbitrary Radical That's Toad. That was the working title for Beautiful. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and they changed it. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> so, smart goals are things that are specific, measurable, action oriented, realistic, and time bound. No, 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 no. It's super. Mega arbitrary radical and toad. I just saw someone on the internet write that. I yeah, must know be that true. everything in the, the way, internet. I is love true. that you ended with toad because like the first four were like relatively related, and then you like waited for the last one, really expecting it to hit, and like it would never live up. It just never would. And then the <laughs> toad is just the perfect period. Don't kick the toad, Goostronics. If anybody doesn't know that reference that Goose Tranix just dropped, you're missing out on one of the best cartoon shows ever. And uh, Goose Tronix, I'm curious if you actually know where that is or that's what just came up when uh, when Toad was typed into uh, the Discord GIF generator. Because <laughs> also Infinity Train is the best cartoon ever, maybe. I don't know. Rick and Morty probably actually is. But yeah. Infinity Train is fucking awesome. Um, also, if you're listening to this in the future, we're in the past and this is a recording, you should probably just <laughs> watch the Dojo TV live episode. So I feel like this episode more than others is like fun because we're here. And if you're listening to this and enjoying it, I'm glad. However, you would have been having so much fun in the past during this mm -hmm. episode if you were here. Link so, in right. comments. Come join us. I'm but just it's the current right now. It's just when you're listening. It's the past. I'm talking to the future. Yeah, shut up. The future peaks. present listening to us in the past while we're in the present present talking to the future. Time travel, bitch. Ours, Bears, Billings, Montana. Yeah. Uh, future Anonymous. That's a big, decent DJ name. Too many words. Too many oh, letters, man. though. Future yeah. Anonymous. Just just check out these gifts I dropped and just this random assortment of things and tell me you don't want to watch this cartoon show. There's a rocket deer off a train. There is a dancing robot ball. There is a chrome man being shredded under train wheels. And of course, that toad with the sign that says, kick the toad. He does not want you to kick the toad. 
But, you I know, you. moving on. Speaking of trains, we just derailed the whole podcast. <laughs> per usual. Per usual. Per I usual. mean, it took us a little longer this time. But yeah, to, usually we start derailed. Coming off the rails at least once. Yeah. Hey, we're only human music podcasters. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it wouldn't be a real episode otherwise. Yeah. But, uh, and then, yes, back to volunteering on Saturday. I did mm-hmm. not have to volunteer. So I went to, actually, I did, I did end up volunteering to assist at sound baths. I walked around and played chimes and singing bowls in people's ears while they lay on the ground in the forest in the morning after being up all night partying. Uh, I felt really good about that because last year I got to be the person laying down and it like made my whole fucking festival. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the best way to start day two of a festival by being serenaded by singing bowls and cellos. I'm fucking in. And I ran into my buddy on Friday night uh, at near the end, near the end of my night because I went to bed at like two, um, and I was like, "Yo, you need any help?" He's like, "Oh God, actually, yes." <laughs> so, shouts out to Nick Canaris. Uh, I, I assisted in his sound baths, um, and then and then uh, took some acid, did breath work and cacao, ecstatic dance. Was in a pride parade around the uh, with a mobile band. And then, um, and then watched a goddess procession and dance and took some more acid and danced my absolute ass off in the forest all night and had great conversations with cool ass people. Shouts to Jared and Natalie, shouts to Inara, shouts to Lara, shouts to Spencer, shouts to Sunny, uh, and I'm gonna go shouts to Mackenzie. And, ooh, shouts to Amani. I had a really good couple talks with Amani. Dude, I randomly met near that crazy shiny cube last year, the LED cube. And, uh, where at? The, the LED cube that was right next to the Crystal Grove, but there was like the pew benches on the path out oh, of the Crystal Grove. That, we yes, sat there for yes, like, yes. we're like, yeah, hey, yeah, let's yeah. go to the tea lounge. And then we were like, never mind. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm going to sit here for yeah, four yeah. hours. Yeah, Roger. that spot. Yeah, I met him there last year. And then I ran into him again at that same stage this year. And I was like, my dude, I recognize your poncho. So, yeah, shout out to all those people. Great Saturday. was up till uh, up till sunrise and then slept for like two and a half hours. And then was on Teardown Crew all day. And that was actually really fun and awesome. And I somehow felt really energized. It was super dope to be, yeah. Any patch of grass in Washington State was the festival. Thanks for asking. Hexadevy. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, so like, I feel like the last day would be the hardest because everyone is hungover from four days of partying. Did you notice a degradation in crew smiles or no. was everyone still killing it pretty good? No, everybody's still killing it pretty good. Like everybody, everybody, I think most of the volunteers were like pretty much like veterans. Like a I lot feel of like- the people have been like coming to all four versions of this festival sure i was gonna say i feel like the people that put that show on even though it's small it's in its infancy they surround themselves with people that are as good as them and those people would only invite people to volunteer that wouldn't be total dickheads about it so yeah everybody was super great um got to oh man got to uh kick it the dude who did the lasers this year at the crystal stage at the crystal grove and shouts out to laser Larry, AKA Lawrence. Um, he was wait, camped wait, wait. right is, next to me. Does he really like go around like as laser Larry? Well, he introduced himself to Lawrence as, as Lawrence when I met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found him on Facebook and was like, bro, we got to be friends. Text me and gave him my number. And he texted me. He was like, yo, Luke, what's up? It's Laser Larry. Love it. Yeah, right? Laser Larry. And yeah, it Jesus. turned out we had like <clears throat> mutual friends, like like happen to be just camped next to each other and then get to talking. And like he's like, oh, yeah, man, I was at this party called the window seat situation. I'm like, oh, shit, I really wanted to be there, but I was at a wedding in California. And I'm going to the next one. He's, it's my only free weekend in August, and I'm definitely going to fill it up with that. And... And he was like, oh, shit, that's my only free weekend in August. And I think I'm going to fill it up with that. So love the synchronicities. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask because my other homie that went like one of the main highlights of the whole time uh, was 
It's like presentation on sound. I totally forgot to go. Oh, I forgot to. I meant to go last year and forgot, and this year as well. Yeah, yeah. He said it was one of the coolest things he's ever watched, and like so much so that he was like texting me, like, "You, you need to hit this guy up and like check out what he's doing and like contact him and talk to him. We'll put stuff. him on the podcast. If uh, maybe if you went to his. Maybe if he went to your presentation. We both presented workshops at the same festival, and we clearly know some of the same people. I'm sure I can find him and be like, hey, bro, I think we missed each other's workshops, but I would love to have you on my podcast that is all about music. And he would probably be like, yeah. Dude, please. Yeah. Oh, my God, please. Also, the homie uh, uh, Robert. Mm. Um, great guy. Yeah, great dude. Got to got to run, got to talk to him while he was DJing the very last like sunrise set as Terrarium was being pulled down. It was the last music playing in the whole festival. I got to like hang out there with them for a while, and I like was like, "Oh yeah, I was here." He's like, "Didn't I meet you last year?" I was like, "Yeah, I was here with Rip Kenny." He's like, "Oh my god, I love Evan so much. That guy's the man." And it's like. He like yells to his lady, like Nicole, come over here. Like, yo, this guy knows Evan. Oh, I love Evan. He's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, how's he doing? Yeah, they were like really that excited. Yeah. I'm not even gassing you up, bro. I do. Well, I love them. It's fucking awesome. I I miss them too. Me and Rob used to go. Yeah, me and Rob, music mates of a, a thickness unlike many. Very girthy music mates. Yes. Strong girth music. We'll we'll have him on the podcast to be honest. Yes. He he has like bootstrapped so many like underground music events and like DJ'd so many countless gigs, countless gigs. But he's such a go-getter that he like started multiple weeklies over the years and like just has so much knowledge on just how to do it yourself. And just like another guy that just has the best attitude in the world. Like you always love seeing the guy. Um, so yeah, we'll have him on the podcast Hell yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I mentioned it then and he was like, yes. And then he specifically like came and found out where I was camped and like said goodbye before I packed up and made sure to get my number. Like good. The real one. And, he uh, is. He's yeah. that. He's that kind of guy. Like he would. He would go out of his way to make sure that that connection solidified. Yeah. What a guy. Absolutely. Then that guy. like the festival was full of that type of people, you know. And there's also you know plenty of people I didn't connect with, and that's fine. You only got so much time. But boy howdy, mm-hmm. had a great time. Oh, I wanted to get back to the chat over here and just like shouts out some of the people that actually answered our questions of what should you bring to a festival when you're volunteering johnny opus said as someone who works building stages and working shows i would say a sea wrench a utility knife and a sharpie are the three most useful items to have on you i'm guessing sea wrench is a crescent wrench uh gotta be yeah an adjustable Uh, adjustable size wrench wrench. yeah Yeah. Um, i mean for like obviously it's called a crescent wrench but if you're trying to put a picture and you didn't know what a crescent wrench was yeah absolutely um, and uh, Goostronics said he volunteered Wednesday to Sunday, had had to DJ 3 to 4 a.m. Friday, kept myself good by helping out and keeping out of trouble. They'll remember who helped them out when doing the local DJ list for next year's event. Those are the people who get sets, the people involved. Real shit. Like, yeah. you know, if you're just some rando, like, please put me on your bill and nobody's heard of me. Like, why would they? There's no reason like yeah. in their mind you're just somebody asking without giving but if you're like i love this festival i want to be a part of it i want to make sure it goes well show up and volunteer meet all the other people that show up and volunteer meet the people who get paid to be there meet the other djs like be in the community people like hate on the term networking and i get it because it can be yeah. misconstrued or it can be misdone but community is the real word there like be in the community sounds like tesco's got some gems to drop here i was just gonna say that sounds like a sick experience actually and like i've thought of volunteering before and like getting some friends to do it and it was just kind of like a half-baked thought but i gotta say like a lot of this conversation has been 
inspiring, you know, to like look deeper into it. And uh, yeah, man, it sounds like a good time. Obviously, you know, uh, even even doing some labor or something with uh, people and, and bonding over over something like that. Yeah. It is always a good time. So And festival yeah, labor man. is like setting up music gear, setting up lights. That's just good skills to have in this Yeah, in this it's like Legos. Realm. It's kind of fun. Right? It's fun too. Or like setting up art. It's fun only to like people what? like us, like but all, yeah. But that's our audience though, and that's us. Yeah, exactly, right? like, exactly. I want to be that nerd doing that shit. Fuck yeah. Yes. With all the other cool nerds doing the same shit. That's that's my jam. I had so much fun. And then, uh, see, Johnny Opa said again, I work through the stagehand union. I would recommend doing that as a side job. Pays well, and you learn so much about stagecraft from legit workers. Ooh, that's some that's, good that's advice, actually, too. Um, that's actually, strong. One of my new housemates that moved in this year, shouts out to my guy, Micah Grandy. Just had a fun day hanging out with him yesterday. Went to the beach, got some fun, watched... Um, watch multiverse of madness but uh he does a lot of that like working at like the big raves at wamu you know when when the big acts come through seattle and you know like you know set up like the res show and shit like a lot of scaffolding for those yeah a lot of scaffolding yeah so yeah i mean that that can be a good gig you know and then you know depending on which uh crew you're on you can uh (laughs) make sure to you know, make sure to get a crew that allows you to see at least part of the show. Yeah. And I mean, it looks uh, that's like kind of like a common thread with the last one too. Like in general, I mean, not even just festival related, but if you want to do something like get involved and uh, God, it sounds like almost cliche now that I'm saying it, but like get involved and help out in the thing that you're doing. I think where a lot of people get hung up is it's like uh, in, in like, for example, music, you're like, well, I'm an artist I want to be on the artist side. I want to get flown to the place and driven to the venue. And I, I show up with my USB sugar baby and everyone loves me. <laughs> and then I sign autographs and I go back to the hotel with all my new friends. Cause everyone loved me. And then I'm going to fly home. And it was the easiest, best experience ever. Um, that, that if you're like burial level, insanely talented people will find you no matter what that might work but even the most successful people in the industry aren't that like burial's not like the most successful artist ever like not even that he would want to be but whatever the point is it takes integrating into that community and I know a lot of people are probably worried about being behind the curtain or in front of the curtain. And I don't want to be behind the curtain if I'm trying to be in front of the curtain, but it's all the same. Like at APOG, a lot of the people, like probably a third of the people that play, I know had some part in helping with the festival, either doing setup or like like actually Jordan who played at the terrarium, like he designed the whole stage and did that whole thing. Like if you make yourself useful in that thing that you're trying to do genre or like career thing, you want to do independent that will get you further towards that thing. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. The more you get involved with people, the more you're, useful provide value the more people want you around yeah Amen. definitely makes sense yeah. and Show and that's a good place value. to start too yeah if, if you got if you're not sure where to get in how to get your in how to how to get get that first show whatever just go to a place you're interested in and offer free help like it's like offering someone money like who's gonna turn that down yeah right Show up and be useful, man. That's why, like, so many people get their start in things by, like, being an intern at a thing. And granted, you know, like, getting paid for, like, what you're dope at is, like, very important. Like, know your worth. But also... Until you're dope at it. Yeah, know that sometimes you've got to, like, if you want to get into a community that is otherwise closed and the opening is volunteering, fucking volunteer. Like, you want it to be at the festival anyways, and you didn't have to pay to be at the festival. So let's say you got paid 
whatever, it was 300 bucks for the tickets. You got paid 300 bucks to like do a few shifts. For most people's hourly rate, that's a fucking great deal. And you got to be at the festival and you got to make friends. This dope. Dude, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm just going to start volunteering at Shambhala every year until I get to play there. So I'm, I'm turning oh, yeah. around and looking at my whiteboard at a goal. The only goal that is still still on there that will probably be on there for eternity is play the fucking pagoda Woo. at Shams. And that it's I coming. Mean, it's coming. It's lofty as fuck. Like it'll probably never I happen. Be mad at but, the like, village. You're or any no, of the I other mean, stages. Ultimately, I would now play the day, living I room the at music this point. Would, I think the <laughs> music that I make now would, ground. <laughs> yeah, would be the village probably. But fuck, like <laughs> you wanna, you want, fuck. you want the butt fuck. You want the <laughs> quickest way to meet everyone that has power not even just power but like that 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 is a mover and shaker at the thing that you want to play at like be on the other side be a volunteer you're helping now now you're friends because you're helping them you don't like you could literally hand them um okay back-to-back experience you don't know them and you hand them a usb of your new music which is let's just say for conversation purposes, scary monsters and nice sprites level good. You hand him your USB. You don't know him. You're a, a festival attendee. You're like, hey, I heard you're XYZ. You managed the stage like super cool. Like I love what you did, blah, blah, blah. Here's this USB. There's some music on it. I promise it's really good. That's going to get lost by the end of the night. But the next day after or maybe the night before when you're all setting up and you you just helped for four hours and you helped them troubleshoot this really tough thing and like you were friends just because you were there already and then you're like i mean i so like you know he's asking what you do and you're like oh well i make music and he's like oh cool like what do you make and like blah 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 and he's like you want to test it out on the rig we just set up sure it's scaries and monsters and night scary monsters and nice sprites level quality. Like it's going to bang. And then he's like, Oh my God, I'm going to tell Jerry who books the festival that we need to get you on an opening slot next year. Like that is a situation in my head that could pan out the prior, like we're talking 0.0001% chance that he even listens to that shit, much less cares. Cause he doesn't know you. Amen. I've never even volunteered at a festival, and I just convinced myself that I need to. Yeah, right? Man, beautiful. Beautifully laid out there. I agree. Like, when you show up as a person that is helping the people you want to help and getting to know the people you want to know on an organic level where there's, like, a reciprocity, like, that builds an actual rapport and a relationship and a friendship and an appreciation and a mutuality. And then when that exists, like you said, people are going to want to know more about you. And you'll be like, hey, well, we got a minute. Tell me a bit about yourself. I already know you're helpful and cool. Who are <laughs> you? Well, this is what I do. Oh, shit. Word. I'm interested in that. As opposed to here, let me shove this USB up your nose and like... Smell it. Smell it. Smell how good it is. (laughs) Yeah. Back to the chat. Uh, We got Blue saying uh, he's never been to a multi-day festival, only a few single-day concerts. Highly recommend the multi-day festivals. Oh, man. If you like camping and music and parties, it's all three. It's great. Um, Yeah, like people sink into the vibe more, like, as it keeps progressing, like... I don't know how else to put it, but people just get more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the longer ones too, like the two day ones. Sometimes people go like a little ham both days. But like when I've been to like the four and five day ones, there's like a ramp up and a ramp back down that I appreciate. Which is kind of how, yeah. what I got by being a volunteer. Like the two days in the middle were a little heavier, but like those are the actual festival days. But for me, it was like, yeah, there was a Thursday where I got to like get in the vibe, get to know the space again. And then the, the Sunday where I'm like still around in the atmosphere, not have, getting kicked out by the by the security. Like, dude, you got to roll out. We're fucking closing the park. 
you know, like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm still here for a reason. I and really if you're, if you're worried about going to a festival without having a crew or other people to go with volunteers, we've just laid out the crew, we've just laid out 50 minutes of examples for why volunteering could assuage all of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. If you don't have anybody to go with to a festival and you would rather have people, yeah, the volunteer crew will be your crew for the festival. You get yeah. built in friends and like yeah, a reason to see them a bunch of times and deepen the connection. That's, that's a great point. And that's definitely my experience on this. Like I usually meet some cool people at the festival and often have kept in touch with some of them, but this one definitely felt like the deepest level of that of like just yeah. because it was like four straight days of seeing the same people and like plus i was like camped in the volunteer camping area so you like you know every time you like go get water or go to the bathroom you run into like three people you know it's fucking awesome um let's see benani said croissant wrench which i just wanted to make sure i said out loud and get that mental image for everybody Killing bring a crescent tonight. wrench and a croissant wrench uh the croissant wrench <laughs> is going to be a little less useful for bolts but a little better for snacks. Does um, taste good. Oh, Goostronic says as a bonus as a volunteer, he got access to a fridge. Cold freaking drinks all festival was a nice touch. Ooh. Oh yeah. And Benani's uh volunteering next weekend. But yeah, right? A fridge at a festival. Damn. That's pretty crazy. I did not have access to a fridge. I was not at that tier of volunteer. There was a whole building with a kitchen. I got to go in and get myself soup and garlic bread on the first night, which was amazing. amazing. But that fridge was not for me. I have my cooler. Mm. But Saturday night, I still had some very chilly kombuchas. So, Yee. Um, let's see. Christina Hexadevi says, if you're going to build stages get paid and yeah for sure like if you're doing some like real hard slash dangerous work you know some skilled stuff anything with like you know electricity like try to get paid if it's like just like a homie renegade camp out that's another thing um if you know homies that are doing renegade shit and you want to learn about something what a low stakes option that's what uh the homie laser larry said i was like damn you're like you're good at this he's like yeah nothing like just going out into the woods with your friends and a sound system and some new lasers you just bought to test them out and see what happens. Cause you know, nobody paid to be there. So it doesn't really matter if the lasers are subpar tonight. Yeah, That's amazing. Uh, I think, I think Christina was referring to Johnny about the stage hand. Yeah. The union work. Yeah. So that's like a double whammy where like you get to meet people working on stages, but it's also, you know, a, a paying gig which is amazing also you would hope that the first day on the job they're not like here put on this harness we're gonna hoist you up in a crane and you're gonna make sure all these bolts are engineered just right so the ten thousand pounds valley d wall don't fall on thirty thousand people you're probably hauling sticks of metal around yeah right carry this box of cables pointed at Bring me in water. different directions yeah yeah Everyone calls you you. You! Hey, you. Yeah, uh, Johnny says that's just really good exercise building the stages. Um, <laughs> Benani says the, the event they're doing is going to be 12 days of being there for a five-day event. Sheesh. That must be a lot of setup and teardown. I hope yeah. there's a river. I oh, hope yeah. There's jump, a river. jump in that river. Um, Goostronic said he did a half paid, half volunteer gig at the last festival. So, all right, a little half and half action, rock on. Um, and oh, Johnny Opus says when you build stages, you can really appreciate it more when you're playing on them. Lots of hard work mm. goes into it. That's For real sure. as hell. Getting to see the people with all the different skills setting up the chunks of everything and the cool lighting and the crazy sound system and. And then getting to play on them, that must be a blast. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Goostronix says he loves connecting with his potential fans at festivals. Plus, they see him help out. They'll subconsciously want to help out, too, which provides for good vibes at the festival. Small things like picking up a random piece of garbage go a long way, especially if the right people are watching you. That's real as hell. And, uh, yeah, I think that's an important place to 
to bring up like leave no trace as a as a festival concept it's one of the burning man concepts i'm pretty sure and it's like all about like not not fucking up the area you just partied in because so many parties fuck up wherever it happened just leave it trashed and that's no good i'm not about Mm -hmm. that life i i'm a big fan of cleaning up you're just walking around if you're walking around and you see some garbage on the ground pick it up there's a there's a concept called moop y'all know about moop no an acronym for matter out of place its place is the garbage can it is on the ground it's out of place it's moop let's put it let's bring it to its home like happy gilmore you're too good for your home (laughs) (laughs) um yep uh, Hexadevi played on the festival stage before ever going as an in- attendee. It was her first time camping in 18 years. Well, see, that's a fun way to play it. Getting to yeah. play the festival before you even go. Fucking. I'm a, I'm just clapping up to that. Golf clap. <laughs> yeah, but 90 says it's about relationships. Yeah, back to that, like, having that, uh, having that you know, networking community vibe, just be about, it's not about like how many business cards can I grab? It's about building actual relationships, like being a good person, being a nice person with a good attitude, being together, having a shared struggle and overcoming it. Like all that shit builds real relationships. And, uh, Hexadevi says volunteering is karma yoga. Yeah. Shouts out to that. Hmm. I literally talked about karma yoga so much this weekend. Uh, so shouts out to Hexadevi. I see you. Um, if y'all don't know what karma yoga is, it's like doing that work that like is just like good for the people around you and good for the world. Like, for example, one of one of the things that always pops up in my mind, I was uh, staying at this place in Lake Atitlan, Guatemala in February, and I met a dude and he was hanging out there with me. He's like, yo, you see this like path? There's this dope ass like stone path from like the lawn over to the dock where you can catch the boat to town. Yeah. Like I built that when I was living here last year, I like just, it was middle of COVID. There wasn't much to do and I wanted to get out and do something. So I decided, you know what we need? We need a better path because this path is like muddy and people always slip here. So I'm just going to like collect stones from the beach and build a stone path here, not to get paid, not to get accolades just because it's like good to do. And it's like building up good karma. Boom, karma I yoga. Like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Similar to yesterday, I was down at the lake in Seattle, down at Coleman Park by Mount Baker Park, Rip Kenny. Sure. And yeah. uh, kept walking down to the water. And every time I'd walk down to the water, I would pick up like an entire handful of broken glass out of the rocks on the beach. Just miss the needles. Yeah. I mean, definitely trying to miss all that shit with my toes. I don't need hepatitis or tetanus or whatever else For you real. get. Or even just a cut foot. If I can, if I can save one cut foot, I'm, I'm dope. I'm happy. Goosetronic says Shambhala is life goals. Amen. Me too. Yeah, um, a million percent. Yeah. One of the goals on this whiteboard, though, is make an album, and that is literally next Tuesday is my due date for getting all the songs to distribution. So Ooh. it's. It's seven days Exciting. away. Yeehaw. Are you scared or are you excited? Are you a little bit of both? Uh, He's excited. I am. Scared, excited. Scared is not really the word. Excited for sure. Mostly just like, like stressed out about how much more I still have to do in seven days. Like, you're Bro, not gonna- you could drop it now and it'd be fire. But. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other rabbit hole um, to go yeah, down. You won't see me outside the studio for the next seven days. I guarantee <laughs> that. I literally had a bowl of soup in the five minutes before we hopped on this podcast for the first thing that I ate today because it was like 7 a.m. to now working on I'm like, once we get off, like it's back to it. And it's next, just what it is. You are it's a top-tier uh, artist right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about, it's not about that. All I'm saying is that it is a goal that I underestimated the amount of work and craftsmanship that would take to pull it off at the level that I wanted to. Kind of like putting on a festival. 
Exactly. You need volunteers, and <laughs> I have back. no volunteers. I have no volunteers. Oh, yeah. You have one very dedicated volunteer. I have the most dedicated volunteer to the cause of all time. Yeah, man. And hopefully that's enough. Yeah. And, and you got Shelby. It's true. She's the Moral true support. underdog hero. True underdog hero. Amen. She's a tough A&R, though. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, man. As she should be. Bro, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. She's a tough A&R. Got that, good, that wife ear. It's like, yo, like I'm, I'm not going to gas you up, bro. I already got you locked down. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, Johnny Opa says, uh, if you want to get on, get paid as the stage crew, uh, Google International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, IATSE. Good advice. Uh, Goose Tronic says, as ninjas in a dojo, leaving no trace should be second nature. Amen. <laughs> I love that. Just drop a smoke bomb and disappear with all the garbage. <laughs> X and Evie called it the Moop Troop. I love that. <laughs> moop Troop. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. I uh, I love it. <laughs> I love, I love that, Evan. You said accidentally throw a couple of subs backwards and run a few tops on the sides to the hammock stage on the side that, that Johnny Opus set up. Children hammocks beneath the stage while they perform just get fucking totally rattled. <laughs> love that. Yeah. Any any final thoughts, my friends? Yeah. I mean, shit, dude. Uh, just honestly, uh, like I said, hearing, uh, hearing your experience with it as... It's been inspiring for me. Like, definitely something I'm going to consider in the future. Yeah. Sounds like a good way to just have, like, no expectations. Get involved with something cool. Mm-hmm. You don't got to spend a shit ton of money. And, yeah. like, I don't know. The older I get, too, it's, it's, like, sometimes it's a little too much. Sometimes I just want to be social but not, like, not party per se. I but, like, still have a good time. I feel you. like i'm just laughing at you say the older i get i mean i get it because i get older too but uh you know i I feel it i'm more each year you know what i'm saying like it hits a little harder when all you came to do is party (laughs) when you balance it out balancing like having a reason to balance out like oh i can't go totally ham every single night because i've got to do some shit in the morning like yeah yeah Yeah. it definitely helps you come back from the festival uh what's that word what's that thing i like to be alive that was it like uh, being alive, alive eh? yeah <laughs> you mean yeah. you don't have to come back from a party just absolutely demolished internally and externally i don't think i have to <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> there's nowhere I, I signed a contract that had that in it i don't think <laughs> but uh, yeah i'm actually pumped now uh because there's a couple of festivals I'm DJing later this summer. Shouts out to Samadhi Summer that a bunch of the people that I just put the Clarity Clearing on with are uh, are running. And I'm DJing at it, but I also volunteered. In addition to DJing, I volunteered to help them set up and tear down. So, um, and, you know, I was thinking, ooh, is this going to be a lot of work? Do I, you know, I'm already committed and I love the people I'm doing it with, so I'm gonna. But I was thinking, ooh, like, is this going to be that dope? And now I know, yes, because I'm going to get to hang out extra with those people and I'm going to learn some shit about putting together shows. Um, And then I'm uh, doing another one called Heart Expansion Festival at the end of August. So if anybody's in the Washington area or wants to be in either mid-July or the end of August, like, yo, holler at me. Um, There's tickets to these shows. Amazing people, friends of mine are putting them on. And uh, I'd love to see y'all there. You get to like hang out with me. Trust Fucking me, Luke is fun epic. to hang out with. You want to do that. Aw, thanks, buddy. You're fun to hang it's out with, true. too. I had, a, I had such a blast at the festival with you last year. And, uh, oh, that reminds me. Fucking somebody told me that we should do a live podcast recording at a festival someday. And it would be a great excuse to get us all three together. Shit. Business expense. If I Damn. That would be sick. Oh, that would be so a write-off dumb. if I did my taxes. Hey, so what do you think about this? <laughs> what do you think about this set? Man, even if we got an Airbnb, we could interview people before or after or whatever. That could, that oh, could be sick. That would be amazing. Yeah, like get the interview. The and have a creative space. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, some festivals like you go to the gorge and it's just like crazy loud music everywhere. But there's a lot of festivals where there's like quieter nooks that you could easily like. Yeah, just huddle up in a porta potty. (laughs) 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 Oh, somebody didn't close the lid. (laughs) Oh, not the porta potty. I mean the uh, mix test booth. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if anybody's yeah, like I said, if anybody's in the in the Washington State Northwest area, holler at me. It looks like Benani might be holla. up here. I know some of our other friends in the holla, dojo holla. are too. So yeah, say what's up. If anybody just wants to come through and travel and camp out here with me, there's Samadhi Summer Mid July and Heart Expansion Festival end of August. So yee. <laughs> And I think, like, without further ado, we could we yeah. could tie a ribbon on this one, my friends. Yeah. Thanks for showing up, everybody. Yeah, yeah the chat was lit today. Can can you do it? Can you do it, Evan? What a, big up, big up, big up, big chat. up, Thank big you. up, chat. Nobody does it like you, man. <laughs> and I couldn't do the intro, so good team. Woo. Well. Much love, you, everybody. I, I couldn't. I also can't do the outro. I, I need. I need you to do that. We all gotta give him a piece and a piece among worlds. <laughs> but my favorite word is C. <laughs> Call back. I like it. All right, humans, thank you so much for being here with us again. I'm Luke Rain, telling you I appreciate you for sticking with us through all these episodes, for making these uh, dope questions in the YouTube comments and getting in the chat on Dojo TV with this. Really highly appreciate you so much. Speaking of Dojo TV, go support our sponsors. They're down below. They got links for free producer live stream classes from us and the Dojo Senseis, and we do this podcast live about every other week over there. Your boy Tesco also has launched the Patreon where you can get, you know, behind-the-scenes footage, access to his Discord track, feedback, private lessons, all sorts of good stuff so go learn from tesco you know he's the man and then the weekly download where our mentor ill gates has private weekly group lessons uh you get that all a new lesson every week for just five bucks a week 20 bucks a month and you get access over 250 more episodes in the archive instantly it's crazy deal uh, guest practices where you can learn from Seth Drake at the Approach Institute and your first class over there is free uh, make sure to check out the Song of the Week playlist that has now at the top of it Sam Shoemaker's Go produced by yours truly as Trap Jesus and uh, you can get those links right there um, yeah and just check out thehumanmusicpodcast.com if you want to find us on socials or get any links to all those dope sponsors we got Till next week, though, humans, peace and peace among worlds.